This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Good Things on The Bigger Picture, the show where we speak to good people doing good things. So the first Freedom Film Fest was organised in 2003 to promote human rights through social films. The festival has expanded and grown over the years, but continues to make films that highlight the unseen, unheard and untold in Malaysia. So today on the show, the two good people that I'm going to be speaking to are Brenda Danker and Anna Ha. They are both co-founders of the Freedom Film Network and they've both been tirelessly mentoring and training filmmakers in their to produce social films here in Malaysia. Welcome, ladies. How are you today? Hi, hi. Hi, Juliet. Hi, Juliet. Lovely to have you on the show. I just want our listeners to know that both of them are so used to being behind the scenes that they're very shy to talk to me about their work, but we're going to force them to do it anyway today. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. And, uh, you know, no, I mean, full disclosure, we were collaborators for a long time. We used, uh, you guys helped me produce uh, our Stay Home and Watch segment where we revisited all those different Freedom Film uh, Network films, you know, all those uh, grant winners. It was an amazing experience. I just want to tell you, thank you so much for that. Um, but let's get to know the both of you better. So I'm very curious, you know, what actually came first for the both of you? Was it activism? Was it filmmaking? Uh, Brenda, you go. F- how about you? Sure. Uh, yeah, thanks for doing this, Juliet. And uh, just to say that the, the, the programs and the segments that you did with our filmmakers, they were really, really great. I mean, it was also bringing us down the past uh, 19 years, you know, of producing films and to hear their voices again and to hear uh, what they had to share about uh, when they made their film and the impact of their film until today was uh, really good. And sometimes it, we need to also help to affirm uh, what we've been doing. So thank you. Thank you for that collaboration. It was an absolute um, pleasure. <laughs> so a little bit about me. I think uh, my background is actually producing and directing for television. Uh, back in the days when the TV was central in everyone's life, it's in your living room where people go to for news, information, entertainment. So the programs that we were already producing then uh, was always infotainment. It was aimed to uh, create awareness, uh, to also show some possible solutions or possible way forward for our audience. I think today it's called uh, call to action. So for me personally, I see filmmaking or videos as a tool to create change. And this is something that we've been practicing uh, when we were also producing for the broadcasters. Uh, so yeah, it's present at the same time, the two elements that you mentioned. And um, I think for, for me, it's like um, films really present a narrative of a situation. And it does have this power. And we've seen how uh, when people are engaged, when people watch these stories, they they really follow the journey of uh, the, the person in, uh, told in the narrative. And they are really compelled then to take a positive uh, change or take a positive action to create some kind of change. So the films that uh, we've produced at uh, Freedom Film Fest are stories which reflect uh, human rights stories and uh, issues that are current and critical and needs to be told. And they are not usually covered by the mainstream media. Uh, so some examples of the stories that we've told are uh, stories of uh, human uh, of uh, hospital contract workers, uh, of the Ora Asli community fighting for their rights to their identity, to rights to their land, uh, rights to education for children, whether they are stateless or whether they lived in... Uh, uh, in the rural and interior uh, areas. Um, and these stories really provide this commentary about events uh, that is occurring today, you know, that's really pressing. And they are stories of real people 
uh, it, it really also allows this voice that is told, uh, that represents the community themselves. So these stories, as mentioned, is not highlighted in the video and uh, in the media, and these are really missing narratives of Malaysia. So where the when we look at our country and where we see the information and how media is quite controlled, uh, for me, these films really provide an alternative, uh, provide narratives from the people, and these are issues that are really important uh, and uh, experienced by uh, the Malaysian society, especially the marginalized community. So for me, producing this type of films at Freedom Film Fest is also an act of activism. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and, you know, it's been so wonderful because we hear from the people themselves, isn't it? You know, your filmmakers go down to the ground. So it's not somebody reporting about it in that sense. We actually hear their voices and them actually explaining what's going on, you know. So that has been wonderful. Um, for, for you, Anna, how was it for you? Activism, filmmaking, a bit of both? <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, chronologically, I think it would have been uh, filmmaking because I was... Uh, film and anthropology student. So uh, when you study these things, they inform your worldview of how to, um, you know, kind of analyze and uh, see uh, these two elements, you know, uh, media and also um, people and cultures, uh, uh, you know, interacting uh, in the world. So uh, I think that both of it has always been kind of like together, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, I think in short, I would say that uh, most of my career or or life, I've been trying to find ways to um, innovate how films and uh, could, you know, interact with um, human beings, you know. And of course, uh, like what Brenda said, to create um, to create a better world where we all can, you know, live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I'm just also curious to know, because, you know, looking through the films, you cover a whole wide range of uh, issues, isn't it? But for you guys personally, which social issues are you most drawn to? I mean, what, what are some of the causes that you've uh, chosen to take on in your own work? Uh, Brenda, you want to go first? Um, one of uh, the programs that we like, I would like to highlight is, uh, is our participatory film project with young Orang Asli women, and they are from various tribes in Peninsula, Malaysia. And this program aims to amplify their voices through storytelling. And uh, stories are really, really powerful. And uh, it's something that uh, I really uh, feel passionate about in telling stories and in uh, supporting people to tell their stories. Uh, So this particular collaboration is with young Orang Asli women themselves. And till today, they produce three narrative films. Uh, so it's slightly different than our documentary films. These are narrative films. And these narrative films uh, are where the women themselves decide uh, what stories they want to tell. Mm. Uh, and uh, the women themselves uh, participate in the filmmaking process and they also act in the films. Um, so they are really young. They are between 18 to 24 years old. And uh, we collaborated through filmmaking camps. Uh, we also had a lot of like human rights, gender workshops, uh, and story labs on how to produce their stories into a film medium. Um, and they, they decided to tell stories about their identity. They felt that that was something really crucial and they really wanted to um, share with uh, Malaysians. Yeah. Um, and they documented their, their story through uh, interviews, through uh, uh, photography, and then through short videos. Um, and uh, I think for me, like uh, if you ask, like, you know, all issues are so important, uh, but this is one of the issues that we've been working on for uh, over many, many years. 
And we've also been working with the Orang Asli community uh, ever since uh, FFF had started, the Freedom Film Festival had started. And today, these women, um, they are video producers. Yeah. And, and it's really great if you can have like an indigenous uh, film TV station or or uh, an indigenous uh, industry, film or media industry. So they are already there. They are video producers. They've uh, said that, you know, we want to produce short films with powerful messages. Uh, and they're very determined to use film as a tool uh, to have their lived uh, realities in these stories, uh, to engage and to also advocate for their rights with the bigger public, uh, general public. Uh, and so then they are actually creating this space where they are representing their community. Uh, they have this uh, opportunity to have discourse with uh, people that they don't usually meet. And uh, through the films, it's giving visibility as well to the community. Um, and yeah, I'm very, very inspired by the girls themselves because they are just continuously uh, wanting to do more. Mm. <laughs> and they're so resilient. They face a lot, a lot of challenges. Um, they're young, you know. Uh, they also need to think about their livelihood. They need to think about uh, their career path. They also need to think about their education if they want to go and do their further studies. Uh, but they're very, very committed to speak out uh, and share their stories. Uh, and actually, their stories have traveled to international film festivals as well, uh, in particularly uh, the Indigenous uh, People's Film Festivals in Canada, in the UK, wow. and some short film festivals in the US and South Korea. Yeah. Okay. So just just from that small idea, right? Just make a film about something that's happened to you, and then you know it's it's gone that you know so yeah. so big, isn't it? That's wonderful. Um, and how about for you, Anna? I mean, um, I, I know I was reading this that you had your baptism uh, in filmmaking. This was in two thousand and two, and you documented protests also by Indigenous women, and this was against the development of the Bakun Dam in front of Parliament. I mean, were those sorts of issues that were already you know that you were interested in? What what are some of the issues that are close to your heart? Yeah, I mean, Indigenous, uh, like you said, I, it was one of the first issues that, you know, I got into and really taught me about how to work with films and community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, just not to um, overlap with Brenda, uh, it's uh, actually the other issue that I'm also very interested in in general is actually uh, democracy. And uh, I like to cover stories where um, uh, citizens or, you know, communities uh, really try to voice out and truly participate in uh, making decision makings in their lives, you know. Uh, and that's very important, uh, you know. So even like, so things like demonstrations or things like uh, handing memorandums or, you know, uh, organi organizing themselves, like, um, those are like, uh, I think, very, very important issues uh, to explore, you know, to show that um, democracy is about meaningful participation. And that means, <laughs> please hear our voice, you know. And uh, we, we have, you know, and we, we can have a voice. And I think the other one that I, I, I like is um, it's, um, about good governance, you know. And it's about like, um, I think a lot of uh, us do not necessarily know what are our rights, you know. Mm. And uh, people who, uh, who have been empowered, you know, voted in, who have jobs uh, that are supposed to be um, kind of uh, helping us get our lives into order. Uh, we need to hold them accountable as well, you know. And uh, I think once um, we uh, the citizens are kind of aware of that, I think it will make a better, better country, you know, where it's more participative at the same time, uh, a kind of a political uh, governing system that works to make a uh, quality of lives better for all in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's not been easy, isn't it? Making films about democracy, <laughs> strangely enough, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, it's difficult. But you know, it's really uh, you. You just meet people that inspire you, and that's what keeps you going. You know, it's like wow. You know, why do you still keep doing it? <laughs> yeah, because it's so important. So it's kind of like a affirming, reaffirming kind of a process for for me at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just go for a quick break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the Freedom Film Festival and how that came about. I'm speaking today to Anna Ha and Brenda Danka. They're both co-founders of the Freedom Film Network. It's another episode of Good Things, our segment where we speak to good people doing good things. Anna and Brenda have been doing that for I don't know how many decades now. So yeah, we'll continue our chat with them after this quick break. You're listening to Good Things on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Good Things on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Joining me today are Anna Ha and Brenda Danker, two very, very good people and the co-founders of the Freedom Film Network. The Freedom Film Network is, of course, um, was organised back in 2003. Uh, well, that's the Freedom Film Festival, actually. It was organised back in 2003 to promote human rights through social films. And that's what they've been doing uh, for this almost 20 years now. So next year is your 20th anniversary, right? That's going to be a big one, I'm sure. But take us back to the start. You know, how, how did this festival come about? Um, you know, when did the idea for a festival come to you guys and uh, what was that sort of road to bringing it to life been like uh, you know for the both of you so basically uh, it started in 2003 and um, that time uh, it was um, I was uh, working in uh, Pusat Komas and Pusat Komas was a communication centre uh, that was supporting uh, communities to kind of um, use uh, video tools and creative tools and media to um, organize themselves. And uh, that time, video was kind of a, a new thing, you know, back in the early 2000s, just before the, you know, internet and SMS and YouTube came into being, you know. Mm. So uh, at that point of time, we were already uh, kind of documenting a lot of things with the, you know, the community actions, you know, the indigenous, the Bakun issue. But we didn't have a platform to um, kind of uh, put it on, to share it with, you know. It was so hard. You know, I had to make copies, you know, copy one copy after another of that, uh, you know, the issue. And then, you know, physically send it to people, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. So it was like, it's a different era altogether. And then we thought, hey, you know, we need to kind of um, have more, gather more people to watch our films, you know. Uh, it was such a need. And then, of course, more importantly, is to discuss these issues together, bring the people that are affected to discuss these issues together. And that's how I think the festival um, came into being. And uh, the truth was, we just call it a festival, but, you know, none of us uh, in the first organizing team knew anything about organizing. <laughs> well, never been to a real, real, you know, uh, film festival, you know, so we just saw things on TV, but... Um, <laughs> We, we knew it was just going to be like supposed to be something exciting, gathering of people, you know, and uh, talking about uh, stuff that mattered to us. So uh, that's how it, it started. Um, and it was always, always been very, very um, volunteer based, uh, you know, very, very dynamic. You know, it's like, I mean, we didn't really have a choice. There was not like money pouring into the festival. We didn't have sponsors, you know. So it was more like a group of people, you know, uh, from Comas and also uh, friends of Comas, you know, um, whom you know we're really indebted to to today that just came together and okay let's just do this let's do that do that no but uh, I think the important thing that came out was um, this our team there to document um, we wanted to say that we, we cannot be the only ones doing it you know mm-hmm. we wanted people to please start to document your stuff every day there's things happening around you you know and kind of like be not afraid you know to say things and to share and so that, I think that was one of the main things of the festival which um 
while we are, you know, that it's for people to document. Because like, you don't document it, how can we talk about it or share it, no? So yeah. that is the, that is the, 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 the first, the, the first stage. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but and sustaining it, you know, that's a whole different conversation, I'm sure, right? I mean, keeping it going for the last 19 years, how has that been like? What has that journey been like? I mean, it's, there's been ups and downs, you know. I think it would not have survived if it was just another ordinary festival where, you know, uh, we just wanted to screen uh, really nice films and to enjoy really nice films. But because we were based in a human rights organisation, you know, there was a kind of a, a, a bigger agenda to say, not say agenda, but basically we felt like we need to um, protect the, the creative space, you know, a safe space where people can uh, share and talk together, you know. So it was more, our, our concern was not about um, making the best festival and that it survives, but basically protecting uh, the, the, the space for Malaysians to, you know, have these discussions to share things that they, you know, creatively, you know, films, uh, uh, to share things about themselves and how it's impacting them, you know, and yeah. how to move forward together. I think that's why, um, that's how we survive the ups and downs, you know, yeah. I think for me, right, like, um, the festival is really, really dynamic and exciting. Um, it's, sometimes we see magic happening and that also helps to sustain the festival in the sense that it keeps that spirit of the festival, that dare to document festival, because it's the time when filmmakers, social justice filmmakers, activists, people in the social, uh, the, the civil society movement, um, and then affected community members, uh, they come together. Uh, so this is that space that they come together, they watch a narrative that's been produced by the community members. Uh, and it's very inclusive. It's the real, uh, it's the reality of, you know, of everyday people. And the whole uh, aim is also to call for this social political change that we want to see, that we want to see in our country. Um, and one of the filmmakers who had attended our festival, she's from Taiwan. Uh, she said, oh, your festival is a social movement. <laughs> <laughs> when I come, I see all these things that are happening. It's very um, engaging and it's making us uh, wanting to do something collaboratively and we are listening to the affected community members themselves. Um, so it's a place where art, activism, community building happens. And uh, just to share like one of my memorable uh, experience of the festival uh, is when uh, we had uh, the young Orasli women performing stories about the challenges that they face and the hopes that they hope to achieve uh, and the way forward on the issue of uh, Orang Asli students in accessing quality education. Uh, we had a senior Orang Asli activist. Uh, he's an activist for the last 20 years, and he was a panelist at the event. He was very, very uh, impacted by how strong and determined the women's voices were in demanding for change. He actually was in tears, and we were like, oh, okay, are you all right? He was in tears, and he felt like, oh, I can feel their fighting spirit and I can feel the hope for our community. And it's, um, I think hope is sometimes really hard to see in our current landscape of things. Uh, but it is a, a, an opportunity and a space um, to express how we feel and to gather this uh, solidarity and uh, to move forward together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's a, a, a kind of like a snapshot of something that could happen at the festival. And that also sustains us, sustains the committee members, sustains the social justice committees. 
yeah, and the civil society members as well. Yeah. I love that, you know, it's a, it's a social movement. It's not just a film festival. I absolutely love that. And it's, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we did that series, we collaborated on that series together. And every single filmmaker that I spoke to, you know, only had good things to say about the both of you, about how you mentored them, how you trained them. And so many of them were first time uh, filmmakers, right? I mean, what has that been like for the both of you, you know, taking on these, uh, these complete newbies sometimes, right? And just sort of like pushing them in the direct, uh, right direction and uh, yeah, helping them along. Tell me a little bit about that. Every filmmaker has like different needs. Like all these first-time filmmakers, they have different needs and uh, they are at a different uh, place and space as well. So we constantly are trying to figure out together with them uh, what they might need to support them uh, completely in producing their story. Uh, so we provide the kind of support to the need. Lah. And uh, one example that we can share with you is um, uh, there was a first-time filmmaker and uh, she needed to do interviews uh, in Sarawak, so we can't be there. Mm. Sometimes we, we, we can also be present on set, but the, in Sarawak, it's quite expensive for any of us to go. So we did like um, a session, uh, interviewing skills through role play, uh, just to support her to prepare to do interviews. Um, and she is a first-time filmmaker, and uh, she, we really wanted her to get good sound bites because the opportunity to reshoot is uh, quite low. Uh, so we did this in our office. Um, Anna played as a woman selling food in the market and I was holding a camera and the first time filmmaker, she tried to do the interview. And uh, initially she was uh, really, really nervous. You know, she was, her hands were shaking. And, um, you know, it, it's not something easy. It's something quite new for the, the filmmakers themselves. And just that process of doing uh, the interview is not something that she's done before and uh, it was very daunting for her. But after a few trial rounds, she became a lot more confident. And when she went to Sarawak, with the support of her film crew as well, she got really good interviews for the film. So we've seen this process of growth as well for the first-time filmmakers. And we're always checking in on what are their needs. And uh, I mean, today, our this first-time filmmaker, you know, she's a community leader in this town in Sarawak. So we've seen people um, uh, coming together just to to tell their stories and they're very uh, open to learn new things uh, most times of course <laughs> also it's very challenging but uh, they're, they're kind of uh, wanting to tell the stories which is uh, really push them then out of their comfort zones yeah and uh, we've had so many uh, collaborators and support throughout the years it wasn't just us you know mm. who uh, did this with our filmmakers we had the we had partners from the industry we had people from the civil society. We had community members who came and shared. Uh, and also our team, the FFF team from 2003, the FFN team. And they all really have this same goal, you know, to support their stories to be realized on film. Yeah, I think uh, just just to add, uh, I mean, both me and Brenda have, um, we have directing and producing skills. So it was quite easy to, um, you know, I mean, that really facilitated the this process. Uh. But I think one thing that uh, the FFF always uh, adds or into the film is the human rights perspective, you know. So basically, yeah, how do you tell this issue that from a human rights lens, you know, and that's something that, you know, talking about the issue, going through, running, you know, running it with the director, you know, how do we want to frame this? What are some of the priorities when it comes to, you know, uh, telling the story? And I think that's what makes our films different as well. Uh, number one is really just uh, making sure that the you know a first-time filmmaker creates a film that is 
watchable, you know. <laughs> yes. Or you know, and the other thing is really just uh, how do we be able to tell this story, but from a human rights lens, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just so, a human rights lens, but also a very compelling story, right? That is so important yes, as well. Yes, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's been wonderful because I mean, all the films that I that I managed to catch have all been really really compelling. I mean, I've been left in tears for so many of them. So yeah, I mean, thank you for doing the work that you're doing. That's what I was trying to say as well. And but you know, a lot of the times you go into communities, right? And um, I don't know, maybe they are suspicious or, you know, they might not know who you are. Is it important as documentary filmmakers, right? Is it important to acknowledge your position as an ally and, you know, also as an outsider when making that film? So to, to know that, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think like for us, uh, if we look at our program with the Young Orangely Women and we were in villages consulting the community members, uh, we really have, uh, we spend a lot of time speaking with them uh, also to figure out whether this is something that they would be interested to collaborate on, whether this would meet uh, the needs of their community as well. Uh, so in that sense that uh, we are constantly checking in uh, with the community members on uh, the kind of work that we are doing. And uh, most times also when we are producing these films, we are producing with the community. So they are the affected community member and they now want to pick up the camera to tell their stories on film. Or we have a filmmaker who is very connected to the community member and uh, they've already gotten their trust and they are very aware of the issues. And uh, I think the other thing is that representation is very important. Yeah. That the representation of the community members themselves uh, is key. And uh, they play a really important role and integral in uh, producing these films. Um, so then it's not just us telling the story or the filmmakers telling the stories or the community members telling the stories. It's really um, working together with the community to decide on what are the stories that are important and what are the needs today. Uh, how do they want to present their stories? Um, and how shall we use your film? And... Uh, who should watch this film to uh, achieve the change that you intend? Uh, so there's a lot of dialogue, a lot of conversations happening with the community members. Yeah, and most times we always definitely want them to lead the film project and also to lead the impact after the films are made, uh, to also lead the dialogue, post-screening discussions, uh, so that they are able to communicate, convey uh, their perspective to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, Anna, anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I think uh, it's about uh, having a relationship, you know, in a way that uh, whatever Brenda talks about is really just um, spending time, getting to know another, and then uh, building that trust, the relationship of trust uh, amongst the, us and the community. And that this doesn't come like, I- I'm your ally, then you, you know, <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. It just yeah. comes from how the, how you talk and, you know, what you share and your opinions. And they kind of, we kind of like suss, suss each other out in a way, lah, you know. And uh, it's also important, like you said, um, to recognize the that there are relationships of power, you know, in mm-hmm. the sense that we are the, the, the ones, the outsiders coming out. And like what Brenda said, it's just... Um, Mm, recognizing that, but uh, also knowing um, each other's capacities and what we can do, uh, recognizing the strengths and the roles, and then working together. You know, so that's how we do it. But there, 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 there will always be like this. It's not perfect. It's always this checking in. You know, ourselves 
are we overstepping our boundaries, you know, or, or could they be doing more, you know, stuff like that. Lah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it is a interesting um, process. Every single production is like uh, going into a new relationship, you know, uh, which has, you know, ups and downs. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, but but you know, uh, growing that mutual res- respect and and yes. and and yeah, and and honesty and trust as well, right? All these things really need to go into every single film, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then in the end, it's like working together towards uh, you know a, a same goal. You exactly. Know, yeah. And and just kind of shifting to, you know, the whole process of actually putting a film festival together. So, I mean, both of you, as you mentioned, your film, your background was in filmmaking and, uh, you know, for you, Anna, anthropology and all of that. But how did your experience behind the camera then sort of inspire your work as festival producers and festival directors? You know, how did it, you know, impact the way you mentored and all of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it really is a sense. I don't know, it cannot be um, put in words, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, this is you, you you maybe have a better appreciation of film, sure. one, but we also then know um, how difficult it was to get that scene. Yeah. So when you watch it as an audience, like, oh, okay, this is a beautiful story. <laughs> like, oh my God, how did the filmmaker capture this scene, you know? How, what no? What did uh, he or she have to do to be even present, you know, and ready technically mm-hmm. to be able to capture, you know? good sound, good visual, the right angle, etc. to then be able to uh, make it to, to screen, you know, to be able to present it to the, to the world. Yeah. So I guess for me, that's that. Lah. Most of it is that. Yes, Brenda? Mm-hmm. I think like what you mentioned is also uh, understanding how difficult it is when you sh- to, to, to make a film and how time-consuming it is. It really almost is like giving birth to a whole new uh, life, uh, filmmaking, uh, making a film. Uh, it's like creating something that uh, will last for a long, long time. And how do you want to make this and uh, how much time can you put in? So we understand that process uh, is very laborious. Uh, at the same time, it's very, very important. And it gives life to an issue or to a story or to a community. Uh, so then we are very, uh, yeah, we're very sensitive about that. And uh, we want to journey with the, the the person who's producing the film on how best then can we support them to, you know, create this new life and how then best to, uh, that this new life can take up possibilities and uh, to move, to make some positive change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, one more thing I think is uh, it's not just about the technical or how beautiful the film is or how, you know, uh, it's also it's also about uh, understanding your audience, you know, as um, what, yeah, how how to communicate this to your audience that you're thinking of. So sometimes we, I think that this also helps us, you know, how to um, what kind of films will speak to um, the festival audience, you know. Yeah. So we need to really understand that as well. So that like getting to the pulse of the nation and what uh, you know what at that point of time uh, would Malaysian. Um, audiences uh, kind of react to, you know, uh, respond to, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, we'll just go for one more quick break. When we'll come back, let's talk about, you know, some some things that you're most proud of, some things maybe you're not so proud of. I'm speaking today to Anna Ha and Brenda Danker. They're both co-founders of the Freedom Film Network. It's another episode of Good Things on the Bigger Picture. We'll be back shortly after this quick break. You're listening to Good Things on the Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. 
Welcome back. This is Good Things on the Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. The two good people joining me today are Anna Ha and Brenda Danker. They're both co-founders of the Freedom Film Network. The Freedom Film Network uh, organises the Freedom Film Festival and that's been ongoing since 2003. It's a festival to promote human rights through social films. It's become, I think, a social movement on its own, hasn't it, guys? And um, it's been going on for uh, 19 years now, so we're just getting to know, uh, you know, the two ladies behind it a bit better. Actually, I forgot to ask you this, you know, how did the two of you come together to, to start all of this? Yeah, I mean, uh, I from uh, after graduation, I went almost straight into um, civil society work, mm-hmm. NGOs, and uh, I worked with uh, Pusat Komas. And um, but uh, after a few years of um, you know uh, working in Komas, uh, I went for my studies. Then when I came back, I thought that okay, enough with the community work. Uh, let's also explore um, a wider audience. Like I said, no VHS and passing VHS. It was like. Oh my God, you know, 20 people are watching some film that I did. I took, you no know, five months to make. So um, I then uh, I, I ventured into um, trying to um, produce for mass um, audiences. So I got a job in a production house uh, where Brenda was already working in. So Brenda, you can continue. <laughs> Actually, the first time I spoke with Anna was when I graduated. So we both came from the same university. Uh, and I saw this poster, uh, which Anna had done for Pusat Komas. Uh, it just said something like, Anna, if you can remember correctly, if I'm correct about it, it just said something like, do you want to do uh, something meaningful uh, in your career? Do you want to have a job that, okay, this is <laughs> a little bit like too good kind of like a situation, but do you want to make a change? Do you want to make a difference? Join us. So like, oh, this is what I want, this is what I want. So I called Anna and like, hi. I'm interested to work here. <laughs> and so we just had a conversation. At that time, uh, we didn't meet up. We just had a conversation and it's like um, uh, just exploring about Pusat Komas and all that. But uh, in the end, uh, kind of decided that maybe I would uh, do this a bit later uh, because I had a lot of financial um, uh, constraints as well. Um, I'm actually from uh, Seremban and I was living in Subang Jaya at that time. And uh, to live in the city, it's quite costly. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have transport. I took bus forever. <laughs> and uh, their office was located in Segambut. And I was like, oh gosh, this is too hard <laughs> to make a difference and to make change. It's not easy, yeah, this pathway. <laughs> so I was uh, in the industry for, then I, I went into the industry. But uh, I mean, journeying together with Anna has been really, really good. <laughs> it's, uh, we need each other, you know. We need a team, we need support, we need solidarity, we need care, we need, <laughs> we need affirmation. And that's um, sort of like we also learn how to work together. And uh, we can see that a lot of our values and a lot of uh, our backstories align. We both went to convent, we both studied in the same university. We are sort of like a middle child and uh, we have similar interests. <laughs> I mean, I can go on and on, but... Basically, what I would like to say is that um, somehow we are aligned, uh, our path crossed a few times and uh, we end up working together. We had a company together, a production house together. And uh, yeah, it's been a really uh, important part of my life <laughs> uh, to be able to work with uh, a really great uh, person and to be inspired as well from each other. Lah. <laughs> Anna. Anna's uh, making the crying <laughs> emoji. She's doing. <laughs> yeah. But it's really important to have a 
uh, a really yeah important team member yeah to work together. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, because the work that you're doing is not necessarily safe. I mean, as we remember, Anna was, you know, arrested not too long ago. Um, and, and, and you know, you are getting in trouble often with the authorities. Well, not often, but you do, you know, you know some face some issues with the authorities because, you know, you're talking about uh, issues that are, are, are important. and But sometimes, as you said, not covered by the mainstream, right? And, I mean, just talk to me a little bit about those sorts of, you know, um, dangerous situations that you found yourself uh, in, you know, in the midst of working. How did you deal with it? Anna, you want to talk to us about your arrest a little bit? Um, yeah, um, I think uh, it's, um, you just don't decide, say, okay, it's fine if I'm arrested or, you know, if I get caught. Um, it's, I think it's more a process of like uh, believing that what you're doing is um, something that you believe in and is uh, right and is important and just just keep doing it, you know, just keep doing it and uh, whatever that comes in the way, uh, just, um, yeah, things that will come in the way, whatever path you take, you know, whatever path you take, there will be some uh, obstacles, you know. But as long as you are focused on uh, and you are quite clear why you need to do this, then you are kind of a little bit prepared for the consequences in a way, you know. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, preparing the people around you is equally as important. Yeah, as we found out um, when uh, we made this film, um, a short uh, animation, uh, it's a it's about a, a real story of a um, boy and his experience of uh, witnessing uh, a death of his friend while they were in police custody. And uh, it was a nice um, few couple of minutes uh, uh, animation. And then after that, um, I guess um, the, the police or the authorities saw it and then led to us being questioned. And then after that, um, also to our office being raided. And... Uh, us going into um, you know emergency mode because you know uh, you know don't know what was at stake you know how far they'll take this and stuff yeah. like that lah. Mm, but uh, I must I mean how to handle it? I mean you can never be ready you know totally totally ready but um, I think have conversations around it you know so like uh, with the team you know we kind of assess the risk and we we did I mean we did have a couple of meetings to say okay this might happen you know. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but of course we were not detailed but now we know that okay you know let's have a response plan you know almost yeah uh what else brenda do you want to share about it mm, yeah i mean making screening films that are critical and uh, providing this political critique uh it's not been uh, easy and it's not just us you know it's artists it's journalists uh, and others who are voicing up on this issue but generally, if we look at the filmmaking industry, every filmmaker faces censorship. All of them say, hey, jalan ke? will it pass or not? It's a frequent as, uh, question you know, that they ask when they produce something. But uh, you know, we have this belief that there must always be dialogue. There must always be uh, a space where we are able to have a conversation. Even though it's a, critical, uh, a political critical critique on something, we need to have that space to understand to also uh, make sense of, and uh, for me, I think censorship don't work today. Mm. Uh, because in, it's just that nature of telling stories, you know, you can shut down one story, but another story will be told. And uh, you're unable to, the censors can't shut stories because just because they believe they it shouldn't be spoken about or they don't like it. But I feel that um, uh, people are, you know, will find creative ways to still express 
these ideas, but in another form or another way of telling that story, another narrative. So for us, I mean, when we faced this uh, investigation, we really had huge support. We had support from uh, and solidarity and even personal care uh, from various, various people. You know, we had network members. We have a strong like 50 or 60 network members under the Freedom Firm Network. They are academicians, lawyers, uh, social firm makers, and they all came, you know, and uh, checked in on us. We had CSO friends, civil society organization friends, the FFN team itself, the friends of the festival, filmmakers, artists from here and international uh, artists and filmmakers as well. And they really journeyed with us throughout this incident. Um, and they jointly, um, not just journey was they jointly spoke up. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they, they address the issue uh, and, you know, say that this is a suppression of expression. Uh, so we know we are not alone and we have this uh, strong and solid support. Uh, and then within the, the, the team itself, we have uh, a lot of check-ins uh, just to talk, you know. Some of us had dreams, <laughs> nightmares, and we, mm-hmm. it was just a, a, a space then because it was during the movement control order and we were all isolated from yeah. each other. Yeah. But we were able to still connect and still talk you know, to just express our concerns and also to encourage one another. So that's really important to have uh, that uh, support within and also that support outside. Yeah, and it was really, we were extremely grateful for that support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I want to mention that um, I think uh, talking about freedom of expression and the work that we do, I mean, one way is to look at it as, oh, we need to control it because it may be bad, you know. But I think the way that uh, both B and Brenda look at it, or even the Freedom Network, is that it can also be used for good. You know, dialogue is important. Having alternatives and expressing it uh, for the purpose of you know trying to understand one another um, is very important. You know, so I think that's why we, we keep doing it. You know, it's because we can see the potential of um, of, of this. You know, yeah. or that it, uh, it could be life changing. It could be Malaysia changing. You know. So why why suppress it? You know, mm. use it for good. You just don't constantly have to look at it as something bad to be suppressed. You know, and that's what we we're trying to communicate. You know, mm-hmm. that we're not doing something dangerous to go against you or someone purposely, but we are trying to harness the power of media for good. <laughs> Well, I sound like Superman suddenly, but yes, okay. <laughs> it does take superheroes to do this, okay? So, but, you know, uh, I'm sorry, we're just running out of time, but, you know, just looking back at, you know, these, these last few years, um, I, I don't even know where to begin, you know, with your contributions to society, but just sort of reflecting on the work that you guys have done, what are you most proud of? You know, what do you count as your greatest success? Uh, yeah. Actually, I, I'm not sure. I mean, the fact that we have uh, come this far and still uh, continuing shows mm. some kind of resilience. And hopefully sure. it inspires uh, other people to, you know, just uh, go ahead and say that you can do it. And the fact that we charted it by ourselves, you know, there was no, there's no, uh, I, uh, someone else that told us the way. Mm. And we just made our own way. Uh, it was difficult. It took time, but it can be done. I think that would be something that, yeah, I'm quite proud of, yeah. And Brenda? Um, I mean, this is really a difficult question for us to reflect back and say, you know, what we're so most proud of, you know, there's not one of it's a, it's and so we're still on this journey, you know, we're still telling stories that matter. We still want to tell stories of social realities uh, in Malaysia, and we want to have a dialogue about it. Uh, but personally, you know, it's been quite a journey, <laughs> not so young, and there's so much challenges, and yet there's so much magical moments. We talked about a magical moment earlier, you know, and 
and and you just mentioned about heroes, uh, Juliet. And actually, it's about uh, collaborating and partnering with our Malaysian heroes who are championing the rights of their community. And we are in this space or place where we can support them. Um, and I, I can share one story, last story. Please do. Uh, <laughs> sorry about this. No, no, please. <laughs> In 2018, I think we mentioned a few times now about our collaboration with Young Orangsley Women, uh, where they, they came and told their stories you know, in their challenges in accessing education. At that time, one of the girls told us, like, my dream is to be a YouTuber. You know, she's, uh, she was, It was her first time meeting her, and it was her first time attending any of this kind of advocacy or human rights workshop, event, you know, expression. Uh, and you're like, okay, sure, you know. And over the the following three years, she became, of course, one of our team member, a core team member for the Young Orasli Women program. It's called Apakata Wanita Orasli. And from this program, she picked up technical skills in filmmaking. She became a co-director in the short film um, that is uh, produced by the women themselves. And she also began to speak up in... Um, as a panelist uh, in discussions to advocate for her community. Um, and then she started to produce her own videos <laughs> where she presents, film, edit all on her mobile phone with her uh, other team member. And she wanted to tell about her community's identity in her uh, videos. So she started a YouTube channel. We started it together, of course, with our support and all. And the YouTube channel is called Apakata Wanita Oransli on YouTube. And with this video, she really aimed to protect, promote uh, the Oransli traditions, their languages, their spirit spiritualities. And the channel is doing really well. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's a YouTuber. <laughs> she said when she go back to the kampong, they say, hey, artist, artist. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you made a star. Yeah, she, she's documenting this seldom heard voices uh, on the YouTube channel. There's a lot of comments, whether it's local, regional, international. And they're all saying, wow, I really know uh, this community's identity is such. We have similarities. Oh, we're using your videos in our classroom, in a university, because we want to understand uh, the community, we want to understand about language. So it's... um that growth that we see and uh, it's also like she was able to achieve her dream and I think she's really proud of her achievement she's really like wow you know I'm a YouTuber and she's become like this role model as well to other uh, girls yeah so she achieved her dream and yeah it was, it's a it's a story that we, we have and that happened of course uh, over a long time so I'm also very inspired, very grateful to be able to journey with her. All of us have been journeying with her mm -hmm. and how she's, you know, bravely taking up new skills, bravely documenting and sharing stories so that people can uh, know and understand their community and also know what kind of reforms are needed. Mm -hmm. And as you said, you know, it's still a journey, you know, it's still, there's still so much more, you know, ahead of you guys. And um, yeah, we're, you know, and I, and I think more people support uh, the, the work that you guys do. So that's really, really wonderful. Before I let the both of you go, any last message that you'd like to leave us with? Maybe perhaps to anyone who might be interested in taking a similar approach to yours on work and activism, anything at all? Uh, either of you. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, come see us and talk to us. I think uh, we really need uh, more people doing what we're doing. And we need to support one another. So yeah, just look at the website, find find out uh, how to contact us, and you know, let's talk. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think we, we need your voice. Uh, you know, if you're really interested and you're keen to do this, we really need you. <laughs> we need you to, you know, speak up, to collaborate with the community members, to think about long-term collaborations with the community members. So, yeah, we really encourage you to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much, you know, both of you for sharing. I think we've got so much more to cover, but we'll do that another time. But thank you so much, both of you, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Anna Ha and Brenda Danker. They're both co-founders of the Freedom Film Network. If you'd like to find out more, you just head to freedomfilm.my. You guys are, of course, on all social media platforms, right? Uh, I'm not sure about TikTok, but I think mostly everything else, right? Yeah, so just search for Freedom Film Fest on uh, social media and find out how you can get in touch with Brenda and Anna over there. My thanks again to my guests. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash good things or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Good Things on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.